Welcome into Devori Darkens Live. Uh, this is a daily podcast, Monday through Friday, helping you get what you want out of life. Uh, this has been a great week. I just feel like uh, it flew by really fast. I mean, really fast. I mean, there's just so much that we were able to accomplish this week. And that's what happens when you're living your purpose in life. Time flies by because you're enjoying it. You're having fun. You're having fun. It just, it felt like it was just Monday. Uh, and now it's Friday. Anyhow, uh, a couple of things. Number one, uh, this is a recorded podcast, so you can go back and replay this on the YouTube channel. We stream live to TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube all at the same time. So depending on what platform you are on, uh, the instructions may be different. So if you're on TikTok and you want to see what's happening on YouTube, you will have to uh, go to the link in my bio and click on the YouTube uh, link. Uh, also, if you're on Facebook, same thing. There's a link in my description uh, or my bio there. Also, uh, there are a couple of resources that I always offer during my podcast. Number one is if you are looking to discover your purpose in life, step number one is to download the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet in my bio. Okay. I've had over 1,300 people download that a correction 1300 i've had almost 4000 people download that purpose finder cheat sheet uh, and i've got nothing but great feedback from it so if you are a person who's looking to discover their purpose i would take that step there also if i happen to reference a book cuz i know this is going to come up uh what do you do the link to the actual book that i reference is always in the youtube description so if you're trying to figure out, oh, what what book is it and where can I get that particular copy or version, uh, you could get it in the YouTube description of this live stream. All right. So what is this all about today? Well, <clears throat> I think this is a uh, episode long overdue. And it's all about how do your beliefs control your ability to succeed? How do beliefs control your ability to succeed? <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, how does this help you get what you want in your life? Why listen to this? You know, I've heard all I can about beliefs, Devori. Like, what? Why should I listen to this today? Well, it's very, very simple. Beliefs are lo- located in your subconscious mind, they're unconscious. And so, chances are you've been making certain decisions, you've been thinking in a certain way that's in alignment with your belief system. So if your belief system is not in alignment with what you're looking to manifest, what goals you're looking to achieve, you're not going to get there. Now, that's nothing new. We've heard that. If you don't believe in it, it's not going to happen, right? We've heard quotes like that. I understand. However, here's the difference today. I'm going to dive deep on exactly how the beliefs get there in the first place, number one. Number two, how do we go about changing these beliefs? So you already know the beliefs are there. You know you need to get rid of them. I'm talking about limiting beliefs here. You know you need to get rid of them, but what's the exact process to doing that, right? I I believe that everybody wants to know exactly how to go about doing that. Now, oftentimes, what will you end up doing? Most people will buy books. They will, uh, you know, listen to some YouTube videos, and they still never get rid of the belief itself. So this is not about... Um, you know, sharing some motivational information because that's not going to do it. I'm going to give you a clear understanding of what's really going on in your mind and what's causing the belief 
uh, to not only be reinforced, um, but also what you should be doing to replace it. Because that's what we do. When we're, when we're at point A and we're looking to go to point B, well, to get to point B, we have to replace some beliefs. We got to replace a habit. We've got to change our perception. What this is really called, ladies and gentlemen, is a paradigm shift. If you're going to make advances, if you're going to evolve in your life, if you're going to go out there and really make things happen in a big way, you're going to have to change your paradigm. The paradigm is located in the subconscious mind. Part of the paradigm is your belief system. When you change one belief, you set off a chain reaction because there are beliefs that are attached to each other. So when you change one belief, you actually end up changing secondary beliefs. Just like if you change one habit, you end up changing secondary habits. Well, it's the same thing here. In fact, belief is the prerequisite to having faith. Belief is the prerequisite to having faith. If you don't believe, you won't have faith. So we're going to get into that as well. How do you develop the belief? How do you get rid of these limiting beliefs that are standing in your way? And how that all controls your ability to succeed. So I think that would be uh, a strong reason to keep listening and watching today. Now, I'm looking at the people on TikTok because this is where I have a lot of my uh, loyal followers are at. Uh, but if you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to drop it if you're on YouTube or Facebook. Now, where do we start? Well, we start with a story. You know, when I was younger, I had a childhood just like most people do. You know, you go through uh, trauma during your childhood. You have some things that happen to you that, you know, um, you don't want kids to experience, but they experience them, right? Outside of the child's control. I'm talking... You know, I was adopted and um, sexually abused, things like that. Things that are outside of my control, right? You, you have these traumatic experiences as a child. Got it. Well, the thing is that my own traumatic experiences had shaped my own belief system. And that belief system was not serving me uh, when I entered adulthood. And to kind of give you guys uh, an example of this. So, um, a great example is this would, would be when I was my junior year, I was coming out of basic training cause I joined the military when I was 17. I was coming out of the military or out of basic training. And then you go back to high school, right? So literally first week of high school, my mother passes away, my, my adopted mother. And from that moment on the entire family kind of went their separate ways. Uh, there was a lot of fighting. Uh, there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of uh, grief with everybody. Nobody really responded well. Some people never even showed up. Uh, some people kept their distance. Some people took stuff and left. And and there was all this, there was all this fighting. Point is, is what? Well, um, during all this fighting, uh, my family was really fighting over money, and who was going to get what percentage. And as a result because it was such a traumatic experience for me, um, I never wanted to think about money again. I mean, when I started off as 18 years old in my adulthood, I had a bad money beliefs because of that experience. And also throughout my childhood, my mother would always say money don't grow on trees. Constantly she'd, she would say that. 
she would say money don't grow on trees. And so it did what? It developed this belief in me that there's a lack when it comes to money. There's not enough money. What she should have been saying is, uh, how, here's how you earn money. Here's how money is earned. Hey, you want to earn some more money? Go, go around the street and start cutting people's uh, lawns for, for five bucks. If you're a parent right now, I think one of the best things you could ever do to your child is teach them how to think for themselves. Teach them the art of earning money. Now, you can't do that if you don't know it yourself. But the basic concept of earning money is very simple. You go out there and you provide a service and in exchange, you are paid money. Now, if children were, um, I would say, mentored into doing this at a young age, they would understand the concept of earning money when they become an adult. It would already be a belief. It would already be a habit. But that's not what happens to us, right? We go to school, the general public school system. There is no entrepreneurship class. There is no money class. There is no financial literacy class. So that's why the you guys want to talk about a pandemic or an epidemic or whatever you want to call it. It's financial literacy. There's a lot of people earning over $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 a year and still don't understand how to earn money. So it doesn't matter whether you're earning $50,000 or $300,000. Awareness for most Americans are still low. I think they said that uh, 64% of Americans have less than $500 in savings or something like that. It's, it's a crazy number. Well, anyways, why? Well, it's because of what I was just telling you in my own story. My mother never taught me about how to write a check. She never taught me about credit. She never taught me about earning money. Um, none of that. The only thing that came out of her mouth when it when the topic was money was money don't grow on trees. So as a child, because you don't know any better, you don't have any life experience, you're ignorant. What happens? You naturally conclude that there's must be something negative when it comes to money. Well, anyways, fast forward when I was a teenager, like I stated, my senior year, my mother had passed away. And of course, family broke apart. Now, you guys may be able to relate to this because my adopted mother was, um, give you guys some context here. Uh, she was my grandmother's sister. So she's my great aunt. And she's the person in your family that brings everybody together. I think everybody has somebody like that in their family. Usually it's probably your grandmother or you know, maybe an uncle or something like that, um, that, you know, everybody uh, comes together because of them. Well, after she passed away, you know, you could say goodnight to all that. Uh, people went their separate ways and there's so much fighting around money. And to make matters worse, um, I had money that I had earned from the basic training that I attended. And um, needless to say, um, that money uh, was used, or I didn't use it, but my family had used the money from me and they were supposed to pay me back and never did. And so you tack that on, right? And then <laughs> you guys are going to get crazy about this story. So then my whole senior year, I'm just depressed. I mean, I don't even want to go to school. I don't even go to school the first semester. I'm not trying to talk to nobody. It was just really a bad time. Well, 
I ended up graduating uh, my senior year. And then I go off to the military again, because if you join the military when you're 17, they split up the training uh, in two summers. So you go the summer of your junior year, and then you go the summer after your senior year. Well, anyways, um, I come back from that training. And if any of you guys heard my manifestation story where I uh, discovered the uh, book, The Secret, or it found me, and I ended up uh, manifesting $10,000 and the car that I wanted and the place I want to stay and the job and all this other stuff. So when the money came, when I manifested the money, one of my sisters came up to me and said, hey, uh, well, since you turn 18, um, you, uh, you've been accumulating expenses that I think you owe me for. Now, the reason why she was saying this was because I was back and forth. I was living on my friend's couch and then I would live at the house that I grew up in. I didn't like living at that house because it was depressing. So I was back and forth. And uh, this is when I'm 18. And she says, yeah, well, ever since you've been staying here, I've been calculating the water bill. I've been calculating the electricity. I've been calculating the food. You owe me $2,500. Now, let me give you guys some perspective here. $2,500 in 2007 was a good deal of money back then. You know, $2,700 or $2,500. Now, I didn't know any better. And remember, I'd already had this negative experience around money already. So when I manifested that money, I was really happy. I was really happy. But as soon as she said, oh, yeah, you owe me this $2,500 because of, you know, whatever she made up in her journal. I know this sounds crazy, but this is who she is. She wrote down everything she thought I was responsible for that expense. So if I had, uh, you know, if I consumed the orange juice in the refrigerator, that was an expense. If I had, uh, if I was staying there for 30 days, she calculated in her head how much the electricity costs, how much the gas it costs, all these things. Well, as soon as she said I owed her $2,500, I couldn't wait to give her that money and get out of there. That was my reaction. Um... I gave her the $2,500. Now, in hindsight, would I do that today? Absolutely not. But I had a bad relationship with money back then. I didn't have any good beliefs around money. I didn't respect myself. This is part of my belief system. So anyways, I gave her the $2,500 and then uh, I move out. I, I find my own place. I get my car. Uh, I get the job that I said that I wanted. And um, so that experience also reinforce this negative belief around money. So let's go through them. Number one, my entire childhood was money don't grow on trees. That was one. Number two, people were fighting when my mother died about money around me. People were crying. They were screaming, you know, verbal altercations, things like that. Number three, my sister comes out of blue and says, hey, you owe me $2,500. I mean, who does that, right? But you know what? It, it, it all works out in the end here. Uh, $2,500 is what I owed her. Now, what I also didn't mention was this. Before I manifested the $10,000, my other sister was basically trying to get 50% from the account that I didn't even know I had. So there was an account that my mother had left me, and um, she was trying to get half of whatever was in that account, and she tried to get me to sign in and all this other stuff. And at the time, I just felt like something was off, so I didn't do it. 
Well, good thing I didn't do it because six months later, the guy who manages the account um, from Prime America, um, you know, he calls me and he says, yeah, you know, you your mother left this money in the account and um, we have to update it. And, you know, do you want to get the money out or whatever? And I said, well, how much is in it? And he said, well, it's $10,000. Now, remember, um, I wrote a check out for $10,000 um, earlier that year. And so the point is what? I had a sister who was trying to basically manipulate me for half of the money. I had another sister who got $2,500 out of me. I had a family who was fighting over money constantly, especially after our mother died. And then I had a mother who always said money don't grow on trees. So I developed this belief system around money that was negative. In a nutshell, that's exactly what happens to all of us. Whether good or bad, that's the way that it happens. It happens through experiences, what your parents are telling you, what you go through. And because we don't have any life experience when we're younger, we conclude that it's a negative thing. Now, I didn't have any experience at that time when my mother would say money don't grow trees. I didn't have any experience to say, well, I don't think she's, she knows what she's talking about. I don't have the ability at that age to do things like that. Um, also, when my mother had passed away, I didn't have any ability to think for myself because nobody taught me how to think. No one said, hey, Devorah, you know, this is part of life. This is what happens, you know. Um, your family's fighting over money, but that doesn't mean money is bad. They're the prop. They have problems with money. Doesn't mean you have to. Nobody was there to tell me that. I didn't know any of that. I didn't have anybody there to say, "Hey, uh, your sister's trying to swindle you for twenty five hundred dollars. You need to walk away." I didn't. I didn't know any better. So it's nobody's fault. Um, but I'm giving you guys the story of my own life to 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 tell you that this belief system that we have. Um, is not ours. It's manufactured because of the experiences we go through and from our parents. You know, so it was the belief system of my mother that money don't grow on trees. But that doesn't mean that has to be mine. Well, that's what happens. Beliefs start to control our ability to succeed because a lot of the beliefs are flawed, right? There's an abundance of money. There's no shortage of money in this world. Earning money is easy, if to be honest. It really is. That's not the hard part. Earning the money is very easy. It's just about getting your mindset up to that point to believe that. That's the challenge for people. Do you really believe that earning money is easy? A lot of people say earning money is hard. That's a belief. When you say earning money is hard... You're saying that's what you believe to be true, right? Now, let's read this. From Earl Nightingale, uh, not Earl Nightingale, but uh, Neville Goddard. Where he says, this is on page 16 of The Power of Awareness. He says, a person's consciousness is all that they think, they desire, they love, and what they believe to be true and consent to. Th this is why a change of consciousness is necessary before you can change your outer world. For example, 
rain falls as a result of a change in the temperature in the higher regions of the atmosphere. <clears throat> so in like manner, a change of circumstance in your life will only happen as a result of a change in your state of consciousness. Consciousness is your mindset, the way you think, what you believe to be true. When you change things like that, the outside will change. Let's read it again. A person's consciousness is all that they think, they desire, they love, they believe to be true and consent to. This is why a change of consciousness is necessary before you can change your outer world. Rain falls as a result of a change in the temperature in the higher regions of the atmosphere. So, in your life, if you're going to change your circumstances, it will only happen as a result of you changing your state of consciousness. Now, he goes on to say, how do you change your consciousness? Well, to be transformed, the whole basis of your thoughts must change. The fundamental way that you think, it must change. But your way of thinking cannot change unless you have new ideas. Now, let's look at this again. Your beliefs cannot change unless you have new beliefs. Or you act from the beliefs that you have. Or you manifest from the beliefs that you have. Listen very carefully here, people. To be transformed, your belief system will have to change. But your belief, your belief system cannot change unless you get new beliefs. Because you act from the beliefs that you have. This is why all transformation begins with an intense burning desire to be transformed. You must want to change your belief system before you can begin to change it. Now, at that time in my life, I definitely did not understand this, and I definitely wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about surviving. I was just thinking about myself. I was thinking about, I'm going to go out there and prove my family wrong and all this other stuff. And, um, you know, now looking back, I understand why I had to go through those things. You see, those situations may sound negative, but in all reality, they have benefited me in a very amazing way. Because I have the experience and know exactly what it feels like to have money come in and go out and, and just blow it all the time. I know what it's like to have a bad relationship with money. So, so today, I don't even entertain thoughts like that anymore because I know where that will end up taking me. Um, and it also has allowed me to help other people do the same. Um, so we have to change our belief system. We know that. We know that. But what are some mistakes that we run into when we attempt to change our belief system? Well, number one is you say that it's too hard. You keep thinking that it's too hard for you to change. And that's exactly what you manifest. You manifest what you give energy to and what you get emotion involved in. So when you think, oh, it's, it's too hard and you get emotion involved in that, that's exactly what happens. You make it hard on yourself. The subconscious mind can only accept. The subconscious mind can only accept. Remember that. So what you're saying, what you're saying that you are emphasizing, that you are giving energy to, that you're getting emotion involved in, that's what's going into the subconscious mind. So if you look at your behavior, the mistake that people are making 
is money's too hard to earn. It's too hard to change my financial situation. It's too hard to get a job. It's too hard to start a business. It's too hard to grow my business. It's too hard to make more money. That's what people say. That's exactly what they set themselves up to experience because that's what they say. They don't ever say anything good about money. You see, if money was a person, money wouldn't hang around those people because those people are too negative. That's exactly what happens. Look at yourself and ask yourself, if money was a person, would it hang out with you? Hmm. It's a good question, huh? If money was a person, would it be your best friend? Would you be the person that money would be a best friend with? You know? Think about that. You have to understand that um, that's exactly the way it works. How you feel about money sets up what you end up experiencing. It's an action-reaction from the universe. Your actions are controlled by your belief system in your subconscious mind. So if you don't believe, it can't happen. If you, if you believe that it can't happen, if you believe money's not good, if you believe it's hard, it's a struggle, that energy is what? Expressed through your body as a vibration. That's the energy you send off. And you send it off, non-physically, energy, but also physically with your actions. So you step out and you take action. The universe says, oh, well, you don't believe so. Let us react to that. Again, I love trying to explain things in a way that really makes it simple. Start looking at the universe as a person. A person who does not judge. A person who does not discriminate. A person who will give you whatever you want, but it's based on your ability to believe in what you're asking for. And it doesn't matter what you ask for. That person doesn't care. That person doesn't recognize what's wrong or right. That person doesn't recognize what's good or bad. That person doesn't recognize what's rich or poor. It just recognizes the energy that you send off. So when you say the words, this is hard. Earning money is hard. Uh, it's a struggle to earn money. It's a struggle to pay my bills. It's a struggle to do this with my money, my job, my business. There, there are no jobs out there. There are no opportunities. Nobody's hiring. I put in five applications. I haven't received the call. You know, when you say things like that, what are you doing? You're impressing your subconscious mind with those statements. That's what's happening. Now, let me read a comment here that we got here because I think this is a testimonial. I watched your lives all the time and then something happened. I wanted this one job and didn't think I would get it, then lived in the end, like you said, and then I got the opportunity when there were no openings and something opened up. I didn't worry or panic. It just happened, like you said. I'm still shocked. When I tell you no openings on January 2nd, no opening, and then today something randomly opened. There you go. Now, what she's describing in this comment section, you guys, is living in the end, living from the end, right? What is that? Determined imagination. Living from the end is the beginning of all miracles. That's what Neville Goddard tells us in uh, the Power of Awareness here. Now, the version I have, it has two books, technically. The first book is the Power of Awareness, and the second book is Awakened Imagination. 
and thinking from the end is the beginning of all miracles, that's located in awakened imagination. Determined imagination, thinking from the end is the beginning of all miracles. The future must become the present in your imagination if you want to wisely and consciously create new circumstances. So when you say the words, it's hard, I'm struggling with the money, it's hard to earn money, it's hard to get clients, it's hard to have this business, uh, it's hard to find a job, you're not, you're not operating in the future, right? The future must become the present in your imagination if you want to wisely and consciously create new circumstances. The future is not the present for you. Determined imagination. Thinking from the end is the beginning of all miracles. When we say the words, it's hard, we're struggling, you're not thinking from the end. You're thinking where you are right now. You have to stop doing that. You have to, you have to think from the end. Okay? This is why you have to center your imagination in a state. And what does that mean? That means you just, you become it, you be it. You assume that the money is always going to be there. You assume that you're always going to have more money than you need. Quite frankly, I was on a coaching call last night. Uh, maybe some of you guys heard me say this because I allowed you guys to kind of have a sneak peek into that. Um, most people really do not want to become wealthy. It's not what they really want. They just want freedom with their money. That doesn't mean they're wealthy. It just means that if they want to go pay for something, if they want to go pay for a vacation, if they want to go buy a pair of shoes or something like that, it's not going to be an issue. They don't have to sit there and say, oh, wait a minute, can I afford this? Do I have enough money? Generally speaking, most people don't want to do that. They don't want to go through that. They just want enough money to pay for whatever it is that they want to pay for. And generally speaking, they don't really want to pay for a lot. Okay. Well, when you're when you're not thinking from the end and you keep saying it's hard and it's a struggle and you know, I can't find a job or I, my business isn't growing and clients are not coming in, that's what you're focusing on. So that's why it keeps happening. That's why it keeps happening. And he continues to expand on this uh throughout this book in so many different chapters by the way. Um but for example, uh, let me go to the part where this is brought up. Um, you have to change your inner talk, your inner speech. What are you telling yourself? That's exactly what's happening. You have to change the way that you speak about whatever it is that you want. Okay. Now, he says, let me read this, page 148. If you're going to realize your goal or your desire, an action must start in your imagination first, separate from the evidence of your senses, your reality. To realize your desire, the action must start first in your imagination. So again, you think from the end. And by doing this, you start to do what? Alter your inner self-talk. Now, let's go to that. Here we go. 
your inner speech is perpetually written all around you in happenings. When you start to observe and relate these happenings to your inner speech, you will become self-taught. Inner speech means those mental conversations which you carry on with yourself throughout the day. So when you say, oh, this is hard money. Here we go again. I'm not going to have the money that I want. I'm not going to have the money that I need, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's what ends up happening in your life. Okay. Inner speech from the premise of fulfilled desire is the way to create an, intelli an intelligible uh, world for yourself. Observe your inner speech for it is the cause of future action. Let me say that again. Observe your inner speech for it is the cause of future action. What is inner speech? It's the, it's the mental conversations that you carry on with yourself. So what are you telling yourself in the shower, when you're in your car, when you're at your desk, when you're at work? What conversation is going on? Now, that conversation is heavily influenced by your belief system. That's what I'm saying. I had this, I had bad beliefs around money. So the mental conversation in my mind when I was in my 20s was, oh, money's bad, man. I can't afford that. Oh, no, I'm not going to ask for money. I don't want to think about money. I'll just pay for it. I don't, listen, let me tell you also how this happens. Because of what happened with my sister, how she got me for the $2,500, and my other sister tried to manipulate me and get the, half of the money that I ended up manifesting, I was a guy that was like, listen, if someone's in my life, my friends, uh, my roommates, and we go out to eat, I'm the one paying for it. Because I never want to be in a situation where I owe you money. So I'll say, no, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. Uh, the problem is I was too extreme with that. I would, I would pay um, not only for the food, but I would pay for utilities. I would pay for the rent. You know, I was a guy paying for everything. And there was a couple of people who, you know, they benefited from that. Um, you know, and so it, I, there's no regrets, but that happened because of that bad experience around money. So that was beliefs controlling that mental conversation in my head. Like, oh, no, I'll pay for it. I don't want you to pay for it. You know, I don't want you to, I don't want you to think that I owe you money or anything. It's all negative thinking. That's all it is. Instead of being financially literate and being smart with the money, I wasn't smart with my money because that was my dominating mental conversation around money. This is what I'm telling you guys. Beliefs control your ability to succeed in your life. And your beliefs influence your inner talk, your inner speech, those mental conversations you carry on with yourself. And so the first mistake that we make uh, in our belief system and wanting to change it is how we describe it in the first place. We describe hard. It's a struggle. I don't have time. How is this going to happen? It won't work. I tried that last time. It's all negative thinking. It's coming from a place of ignorance. Remember, all self-doubt all worry is based on ignorance. It's based on ignorance. So when you find yourself saying negative things, understand something. It's not true. It's ignorance. Okay? Because you don't know any better. Well, I didn't know any better back then. And um, that's how I behaved. That's why I attracted what I attracted. 
So the first mistake is how we describe these belief systems. Number two, um, the other thing is a lack of self-control, meaning when you negatively react to something, that's a limiting belief expressing itself in your behavior. When you have no self-control, you are going to be a reaction machine. You're never going to respond. You will only react. Reaction comes from a place of ignorance. Response or responding comes from a place of understanding. Right? So as I do these podcast episodes, what's happening? You're understanding more of yourself. You're understanding your mindset. You're understanding how to do what you want to do. And the more you understand that what happens, you end up responding that way in your life. Well, when you don't understand this information, um, you will continue to react. That's what happens. And when you, every time you go to react, when you react negatively, you reinforce the belief again. That's why it's very important to become aware of what your belief system is because your belief system will express itself through your behavior. So when you're doing great things, it's because you believe in something that's great. When you're doing negative things, it's because you believe in something that's negative. It's really that simple. If you are taking negative actions with your money, if you're making bad financial choices uh, and you're doing bad things with money, it's because you have bad money beliefs. It's really that simple. Nothing new. I'm sure you've heard of that. But the opposite is true as well. If you're taking positive actions around your health and you have positive habits with your health, that means you have a positive belief system around your health. That's what that means. So your entire belief system is not negative, by the way. There are a lot of great things about you. There are amazing things about you. There's also some things that you want to get rid of, you want to replace. And the mistake here is that um, there's just a lack of understanding, a lack of self-control. You react. And through the reaction, you reinforce that belief again. And when a person doesn't know that, they don't know, they're, ju they're just strengthening the, the belief. That that's what they're doing. And so the same keeps happening over and over and over again. So when I would, when I was in my twenties, when I would think about those situations where my family was fighting about money, when I would think about my sister, uh, got me for the $2,500 and my other sister was trying to get me for the other money. That would just make me more upset. That would just reinforce the belief again, that money is bad. And when I would go and I would say, no, I'll pay. Because I don't want I don't want to owe you any money. That's coming from a place of lack. That's coming from a place of fear and scarcity. So I was constantly doing that. I'm just reinforcing that belief. So that's a mistake you have to be very aware of. Is if you find yourself reacting, you got to knock that off. Because every time you react, you feed that limiting belief again. You're giving energy to that limiting belief. You don't want to do that. Now, for example, how do you know, how do you know what the limiting belief is exactly? How do you exactly know what it is? Well, let's read from this book, The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Okay. Very good book, by the way. Uh, and I would say this book, I think, filled in a lot of questions from her first book, The Secret. Now, she has a chapter dedicated to limiting beliefs. An absolutely good chapter. Very easy to read, by the way. 
and we're going to read it here. And the reason why I'm going to read this, because I want you to understand the mistake of reaction. What is a belief? A belief is just a thought that we think over and over and over again until we believe it, until it gets into the subconscious mind. All beliefs are limited because they come from the mind. Let's look at this example, the belief that says something is too good to be true. We first hear it said by others. Then when we begin having the thought ourselves, after a while, we believe it to be true. And then we start to see evidence of it in the world. The very moment we believe it to be true, it becomes a belief stored in the subconscious mind. And from that moment on, that belief operates as an automatic program in our subconscious mind and it must project itself in the world and continue to prove itself to be true in our life. Okay, so that's that's what she's saying about beliefs. So obviously the question is, the, the, the question is here, um, why, why does this happen in the first place? Well, you must experience whatever you do believe, so it matters a great deal what your beliefs are. Beliefs have what could be described as atomic power because they will continually project themselves into your life and make themselves true. It doesn't matter if they're false. If you planted a belief in the subconscious mind, it will bear fruit. Right? And she gives an example, like I just gave you guys an example. If, if you can't have the belief that the only way you can receive more money is through working harder and longer hours, then receiving money in your sleep through multiple sources will never happen, right? So uh, you have to really be aware of how you react. Your reaction will tell you a lot about your belief system, okay? So if your reaction to money is, oh, I'll just go work more hours. I'll go get three jobs, right? I'll just work myself to death to earn more money. Then you are operating with the belief that the only way to earn money is to work more hours, so you'll never earn money in your sleep. You'll never earn money um, through setting up multiple sources of income. You'll never earn money without having to work more. Right. So you look at how you react. What decisions do you make? Um, that's the second mistake we want to be aware of. Now, you're not going to be able to just dissolve all your limiting beliefs at one time, of course. And I would say this is another thing you need to be aware of is you want to work on one belief at a time. You know, I, I think the biggest mistake here that we make in personal growth is trying to change everything at one time instead of changing one thing uh, at a time. And when we try to change a bunch of things at one time, we overwhelm ourselves. We don't get the results and then we don't believe and the rest is history. So you don't want to try to change a bunch of beliefs at one time. Just focus on one. Just one. What's one belief um, that if you changed it, it would impact your world. It would impact your life, your business. So the mistake here is don't try to do too much. Don't try to change a bunch of beliefs because you don't need to. Okay, one at a time. Now, what do we do about all this? You now have heard about the mistakes that people make with their beliefs, how they reinforce it because of their reactions, how they don't even know it's there. 
um, and they're trying to do too much, what should we do? Well, number one is awareness. We need to start questioning our belief system. We need to start questioning our belief system. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's see what Rhonda Byrne has to say about this. You can start dissolving your beliefs with awareness by becoming consciously aware of them. The moment you are aware of a belief and you start to realize that it's not true, it starts to collapse and dissolve. If you continue to bring the belief up into your thinking mind and remind yourself that it's just a belief and it isn't true, under that scrutiny and the repetition, it will totally dissolve. This is the power of awareness. Think about that. The first step is becoming aware of how you react. The more you become aware of the belief itself, the more you can start questioning that belief. Now, I'll give you guys a great example of this. And I'll keep going with, um, I'll keep continuing with my story. You know, so there had to come a time where I had to start telling myself, hey, money's a great thing here. Money is a great thing. Money is helpful. I love money. Money is easy to earn, you know, things like that. Um, I had to start telling myself these things. And at the same time, I had to start saying, oh, well, you know, I can't afford it. I had to say, well, that's not true. That's not true. Or, oh, this is going to be hard to do. That's not true. And I would go into questioning mode like, okay, where am I getting that from? Why do I believe that earning money is hard? Where, who told me that? Oh, my mother told me that. She said money don't grow on trees. Okay, was my, was my mother a millionaire? Was she financially literate? Did she teach people how to earn money? No. So quite frankly, she didn't know what she was talking about. And that's just what it is. So when I start saying things, when I start responding, not reacting, responding to that uh, belief, then it started to go away. You know, it goes away when you start questioning the belief itself. You know, that's, that's just what happens. That's the bottom line. But you got to have the awareness to do that in the first place, meaning you have to take a moment and pause and observe what's really going on in your mind. So when you come across a situation where your first thoughts are, oh, it's too hard or it's this is a struggle or I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. This isn't going to work, whatever, whatever, or I can't find the right person. Finding positive people are hard. Whatever limiting thoughts come into your mind, immediately you should be questioning them. Hey, where did I get this from? Why do I think this way? Right? Why do I think this way? Where is this coming from? And the more you become aware of where it's coming from, the more you start to realize that it's not true. It's not true whatsoever. So let's continue to read what else she has to say about this. She says, if you do this in the right way, you can even reach a point where you don't even remember what you used to believe because the belief has truly vanished. Beliefs and memories both consist of thought and they are stored in our subconscious mind. So if a belief is erased, 
all the thoughts attached to that belief will also be gone, including the thoughts making up the memory of it. Uh, and this is uh, very true. Every belief you become aware of and consequently dissolve will propel your life to new heights of freedom, abundance, lightness, and joy. Take those beliefs out one by one and set yourself free. Set yourself free. Now, step one, like I told you, is to become aware. Okay. Uh, the second thing is, and I guess you could say it's kind of the same thing, but, you know, we're going to dive a little deeper on this one, is your reactions. Another way to expose beliefs is through becoming aware of your reactions. When you react to something, it's because you have a belief buried within your subconscious mind that has caused the reaction in the first place. Reactions are actually beliefs in disguise. For example, if you were to receive an electricity bill, which is much larger than you expected, how would you react? You would probably react negatively. The belief that caused that reaction is a belief in a lack of money. But like all beliefs, it's only true in our life because we believe it to be true. So all you have to do is notice yourself reacting and you'll start becoming aware of what your beliefs are. Remember, it's all in the mind. When you react, it's in your mind. And you can start noticing your reactions and do exactly what I said in the first step, which was to start questioning those reactions. That's how it's done. It's done through the repetition of questioning your belief system and uh, focusing on what the truth really is. Now, this is exactly what Wallace D. Waddles tells us in The Science of Getting Rich, right? To do things in the way you want to do them, you'll have to acquire the ability to think the way you want to think. This is the first step towards getting rich. To think the way you want to think is to think truth regardless of appearances. To think truth regardless of your limiting beliefs. To think truth regardless of what the negative voice is trying to tell you. To think truth regardless of what your friends, your family, society, the news, your culture, or community is telling you. The truth equals what you want, what you desire. That's the truth. In fact, that's who you are. You're not the limiting beliefs. You are the dreams that you have in your mind. That's who you are. That's who you are supposed to be. You know, you're already that person, but you've got to go out there and, you know, dissolve these limiting beliefs to make way for these dreams to manifest. So as you go throughout your life and your day, you have to truly become aware of that inner conversation that you're having with yourself. And when it starts telling you why you can't do something and it's hard, it's a struggle, you're not going to have any money. Earning money is hard. You can't afford it. The economy is, is messed up right now. Inflation's too high. And you start saying all this stuff because a lot of other people are saying it. What are you doing? You're planting that in your subconscious mind, right? And you're reinforcing the belief. So you've got to cut it off and start saying, hey, well, wait a minute. In every worst economy, there's always been people who prosper. How many businesses were created during the pandemic? It's what you believe to be true, 
right? This is why I was reading it in the power of awareness. What did he say? He said that your or a person's consciousness is all that they think, they desire, they love, they believe is true and consent to. This is why you will have to change your consciousness before you can begin to change your outer world. For example, rain falls as a result of a change in the temperature in the higher regions of the atmosphere. So in like manner, a change of circumstances in your life will only happen as a result of a change in your state of consciousness. What you believe in. And what you can start doing to practice what we talked about today is to start questioning that limiting belief. To start questioning that limiting belief. That's what you have to start doing. And start focusing on the truth. And the repetition of doing that. You are going to have an amazing time with yourself. Because this is when you start taking control. And you start sending out the right energy. And you show up differently. You act differently. And there's going to be a reaction from the universe because of that. That's exactly what will happen. And so one of the things that I love doing, uh, this would be step five of my coaching method. So when a client comes in, step five is about addressing the limiting beliefs. So we'll spend time together. We'll work out what are their limiting beliefs? What, which one do they want to change first? And then we help them change it. So... What's the bottom line today? Beliefs control your ability to, to succeed. See, you may have a business that you're operating right now, and you may be earning good money, um, but you may want more. You may want to go to, to the next level. Are your beliefs standing in your way of that? Do you believe it's possible to do that? Right? Because if we don't believe it's possible, it ain't going to happen. Now, this is what Napoleon Hill said, right? There's a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. So you're not ready to be the person you want to be. You're not ready to manifest the things you desire if you don't believe you can do it in the first place. That's why your state of mind must be belief, not mere hope or wish. And open-mindedness is essential for belief. You have to be open-minded to a different way of thinking. You have to be open-minded enough to say, hey, you know what? Maybe Neville Goddard is on to something here. Maybe Napoleon Hill is on to something here. You know, maybe Rhonda Byrne, she's on to something here. Why don't I just do what, exactly what they say to do? Think from the end. From the end. Like you're already there. Well, open-mindedness is essential for belief. Closed minds do not inspire courage, faith, or belief. So the closed mind, when you're closed minded, what is that? The limiting belief. That's what that is. So closed minds, they don't inspire faith, courage, or belief. So you got to be open minded. You got to be open minded to step into this person you know you are, the person you want to be. That comes from a change in, in your belief system. And it doesn't matter if you don't own a business, if you're in your career, your life, it's the same principles. Where you want to be, where you want to go, 
Do you have the belief system that will take you there? That's where you got to start auditing yourself and observing your reactions and observing what are your beliefs and reconciling that. And the easiest way to get there is start thinking from the end. <laughs> if all you do every day is live from the end of where you want to be, you'll naturally start believing. That's the cause and effect process. And that belief of already being there will become stronger than the belief that contradicts it because you've been giving your attention to this new belief. It's mental work that has to be put in. See, the physical actions, that stuff's easy. Working every day, that's easy. The challenge is what? Mentally working. Thinking for yourself. Thinking from the end. Focusing on that image. Living there in your imagination. That's the challenge. Why? Because it's not a habit for people to do. Right? We didn't learn this in school. So a lot of us were learning this for the very first time. And quite frankly, we're generally, we're ignorant around this stuff. We simply don't know. But you can know. You can understand. You can get out of ignorance and go to understanding. But it takes repetition. It takes you becoming emotionally involved in what you want. And it takes you studying. And that's why when you have a mentor, you have a coach, it's easy to do things like that because you have someone that's supporting you in this process. Um, so that's where we're going to leave it today. All right. Let's see what comments or questions we have today. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see here. How you start law of, I don't know what you're trying to ask on that one. Uh, the challenge is just believe it. That's as easy to earn money nowadays. Exactly. Money comes to me easily and effortlessly. Now, if that idea was in your subconscious mind, that's exactly what will happen. You know, that's exactly what will happen. All right. I read this earlier, so we'll skip that. Oh, it was from your army story, how there were four openings and last minute something happened. Exactly. Exactly. You see, what she's talking about here, guys, in the comments section is when I was up for E7, there was 10 people ahead of me. I was number 11 on the list, but there were only four vacancies at the time. So obviously the logical conclusion is, oh, well, I won't be able to get promoted because there's only four openings. But see, I wasn't thinking that way. I was living from the end. I knew I was going to get promoted. I didn't care how it was going to be done. I knew it was going to happen. It was done in my mind. And that's what happened. Somebody, everybody ahead of me had something going on. They just had a kid. They just moved. They were getting deployed. They're in school. They, they couldn't take the vacancy. They didn't want to move. Because what happens in the military is when you accept the vacancy, you have to move. Right? Because it's usually not in the same city where you're located. 
Um, and so that is what happens when you truly believe in something. The universe must react to that. It reacts to your beliefs, right? For a reaction, there's an opposite and equal reaction. Uh, Sandal Shang 349 says, I'm tired of being broke. Being broke is a decision that you make. Being broke is a mentality, not necessarily a materialistic uh, thing. Okay. You want to stop saying things like that. That's what you want to do. You want to stop saying things like that. I'm tired of being broke. What it, It's covering what I said. What's the first mistake? What we declare to be true in our minds. It's hard. It's a struggle. I'm broke. What you're doing is you're identifying with that language. You want to stop identifying with that. You want to stop saying things like that. You want to start speaking as if you have a great relationship with money. You have more money than you need. You don't need to say that you're a billionaire. You don't even need to say that you're a millionaire. Just say you have more money than you than you will ever need. Just start telling yourself that. That you have a healthy and loving relationship with money. That money's easy to be earned. That you're a walking example of positive money habits, you know? Whatever we, whatever we are telling ourselves, that's who we end up becoming. Right away, when I hear people say I can't afford it, I know they have a bad relationship with money. Exactly. Which book is this again? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, it's uh, The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Okay. And that would be in chapter... Nine. Nine. Yeah, stop saying that. Exactly. I always have money and it comes to me so easily. Let's see. I remember that story. It was in the secret movie last year. Exactly. He said it prior. Also, I watch all his videos and lives and it resonated with me. So I said, our mental conversations reveals a lot about our belief system. Exactly. How can I get rid of bad, bad habits? Well, you don't. Well, let's think about it. A bad habit is what? It's an idea in your subconscious mind. You have to replace the idea. So if you already know what the bad habit is, what's the polar opposite of that bad habit? That's what you start focusing on. And that's what you start doing every day. I'll give you a great example. If you have a bad habit of reaching for your phone as soon as you wake up in the morning, it's easy to change it. Stop reaching for the phone in, in the morning. Move your phone. Put, place it somewhere else. You just have to make a committed decision that you're going to do it. You have to understand that you have the ability to control yourself. You do. You do have the ability. You got to practice that ability.
Uh, let's see here. I tell my kids all the time we are a family of givers. You have to have boundaries. Exactly. Because the world is full of takers and they will find you. Uh, let's see here. Facts. I'm 21 and I'm so happy I learned it. Good for you. Really good. Can you explain the money talk in your situation? Was it you had trouble receiving people paying for you? Question mark. No, the issue was the other way around. Well, actually, it was both. Someone was trying to give me money. I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it. You know, I I was the type of person that um, if I was in a bad spot financially, um, I would have to basically literally about to get put on the streets in order to go ask for money. Because I couldn't stand the thought of having to owe somebody money because I believe owing somebody money was a bad thing. Now, today, I don't believe owing somebody money is a bad thing. It all depends on what, what's going on. It depends on the situation. It's not necessarily a negative thing. It's not good and it's not bad. It's whatever I make it out to be, you know? It's like if I go down to the bank and I say, hey, can I borrow $400,000 to purchase this house? I'm going to owe the bank that money. Is that necessarily a bad thing? Could be. Maybe not. Depends on your own belief system, right? Now, I, I am a, uh, a believer that, uh, you know, when it comes to financial literacy, there is good debt and then there is bad debt, right? So anyhow, uh, receiving money and asking for money is what I was referring to. I needed to hear this today. You're very welcome. I feel I know this information. I notice things and realize I should do, but never do it. Yeah, because you know it, but you don't practice it. That's the difference. It's like, for example, I'll read, uh, I'll read this book a lot, Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Everybody has heard this book. They, they've heard about it at least once or twice. A lot of people, they have it on their shelf, um, but they're not reading it. See, let me show you guys. I don't know if you guys can see on the YouTube channel. Do you see these notes here? Do you see these notes? You see, I don't read books. I study books. That's what helps me implement what's in the book. Most people make the mistake of just reading it, not studying it. There's a difference between the, um, the intention behind it. See, when you read something, your intention is just to gather more information. Your intention is not to, oh, I'm going to take this book and then I'm going to implement it into my life. No, you're doing what you've been already trained to do. In school, you were trained to gather more information, memorize it, pass a test, keep moving. You were not really trained to study like a scientist and develop the habits around what you're studying. That's not what happened. So when I get a book or the books I do have, what I love doing is studying, not reading. So studying means I find somewhere in on one page and I'm like, okay, well, what does that exactly mean? How can I implement that into my life? Let me keep rereading it. And if I keep rereading it, I'm going to start understanding it more. And if I start understanding it more, then I'm going to actually do it. That's what happens. Now, I would be, uh, you know, remiss to not mention this. 
I happen to be doing this more than most people because it's my job, it's my profession, it's my business to study and teach other people how to study. So not only am I studying myself, but then I study with my clients and then I come onto this podcast and I do the same thing. I'm constantly studying throughout the day. So my understanding of what I'm reading and my ability to apply it is much higher than most people because most people are not doing that. They're just reading and then closing the book and going to the next one. So that would be my response to that. You got to start practicing what you're reading, you got, which means you study it. Uh, what book? Uh, I already answered the question. The book was The Greatest Secret. That's the book we were going through today. Uh, I also read from The Power of Awareness. That book as well. Again, if you guys are looking to get the copies of these exact versions uh, of this book, you can get them in the uh, YouTube description. How do you know what is good to invest in? What do you mean by that exactly? Invest in stocks? Invest in real estate? Uh, what do you mean exactly? Give me an example of what you're saying. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, needed this. Uh, thank you. You need to study about it. If it was that easy, everyone would be millionaires. Exactly. If friends is a limiting belief and you change your belief, does the universe send you new friends? A absolutely. Absolutely. I used to believe that all people were bad. So what would happen? I would attract people who are not the best type of people to be around. Right. See, let's go down a tangent here. Everything that you guys see that dominates social media, the topics, right? Dating is a topic that dominates social media. Politics is is a topic that dominates so social media. Right. And it's the same principles in every aspect of life. You have someone who's on this side and you have someone who's on this side. Both individuals are right. You know why? Because what they believe to be true is what they experience in their life. Excuse me. So if we take the dating topic, right, because that's a big topic that dominates social media, a lot of people have bad beliefs around relationships, right? So there's a lot of women who believe men are a certain way. That's who they attract. There's a lot of men who believe women are a certain way. That's who they attract. See, whatever you believe to be true, that's what you're going to experience. See, there was a time where I literally believed. I was like, oh, I don't think I'll ever find somebody. I believe that. And then I said, well, wait a minute. I'm the problem. That's why I'm not finding them. It's me. I got to set the intention that I will manifest somebody that's perfect for me. And I did. And it was just a mental conversation. It was like one day it hit me one day. I think I was in my car and I was like, man, it's me. It really is me. It's not them. It's me. And I got to start. I got to start listening. I got to start bettering myself. I got to start reading. And that was really like the beginning of, um, um, it was one of the things that was really at the beginning of my entire journey. Uh, when I really started to say, all right, I'm going to try to do something differently here. And um, 
I knew part of it was treating myself with more respect. I just didn't know how to do it, but I had already had it in my mind that I would find somebody because I just, I don't know. I just had this, this intuition that I was like, you know what? I'm not going to stress about it because I know that person's out there. I know that person will come into my life. I know I don't have to go out there and get them. I know they will come to me. And I just had those thoughts. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly how my wife showed up. So it's beliefs. Whatever you believe to be true is exactly what will happen. See, people believe that they have to go out there and go get these relationships. I got to go get, I got to go find a man. I got to go find a woman. You don't need to do any of that. They'll come into your life based on your vibration, the way that you feel, the way that what you believe in, how you live your life. That's who you will attract. Now, obviously, if you are staying in your room 24-7, 365, will you really attract anybody? I don't know. Maybe if you're on social media, you may attract somebody in the comments section. They, you may send a, a DM. I don't know. But it doesn't matter how it happens. It really doesn't. Let's read this. It doesn't matter how it's going to happen. Why? You must not concern yourself with the ways and means of getting there. For the state of consciousness of already being where you want to be, if you allow that to occupy your imagination, the means will end up realizing itself on its own. Now, last night, when we on my coaching call, we were watching the documentary The Secret. One of the gentlemen in there said, hey, listen, the law of attraction, success, life, it's all the same. What happens? We can only see 200 feet in front of us. If you're driving a car, you can only see 200 feet in front of you at nighttime. So if you're driving from L.A. to New York City, clearly you're not going to see the entire path in, in one moment. It unfolds as you move forward. Well, that's exactly the way life is. It unfolds based on your vibration, the way that you feel, what you believe to be true. It unfolds based on that. So you're not waiting for it to unfold and then change your beliefs. No, you got to change your beliefs, then it will unfold. That's the way that it works. And you only, if you're, listen, the only way you're going to be successful at changing your belief system is stop focusing on how. Well, how am I going to get all this money? How is it going to, how am I going to find this person? That's not your job. That's God's job. He knows what he's doing. And I can't say this enough to people. And I, and I say this to myself. So listen, I'm saying this to you, but I'm saying it to myself. We got to stop jumping in the lane of the universe. We got to stop jumping in God's lane. He knows what he's doing. That's where faith comes in. See, when you really have faith, that means you believe in the power you possess. You believe that God knows what he's doing. You believe it's already taken care of. It's already done. I don't need to see the entire path in front of me. I just need to see 200 feet. And when I get to the end of the 200 feet, I'll see the next 200 feet. That's faith. So anyways... Belief is in all these topics that are dominating our world, these conversations we have socially, these conversations we have on social media, uh, politics and relationships and, you know, everything else that comes up on social media that's dominating the conversation. It's all based on beliefs. It's whatever people believe to be true. That's the way they see it. And so you can't tell someone, well, you're wrong. Well, in their world, they're right. Because that's what they believe. So when people come in here and they say, well, well, Devorah, you know, it's hard to do X, Y, or Z. 
you're right. In your world, it's hard. But in my world, it's easy because I believe that it is easy. You believe that it's hard. So you must experience what you believe in, and I must experience what I believe in. So that's why it's very important to choose your words carefully and to send and to uh, focus your attention on what you want. Right? Again, to do things in a way you want to do them, you will have to acquire the ability to think the way you want to think. To think the way you want to think is to think truth regardless of appearances. The appearances, according to the news, is our country is falling apart. It's going into shambles. You know, it's Armageddon. That's what appearances would say, because that's what they're showing you. But you got to think your own truth. You got to think for yourself. You got to say, I don't care what the news is talking about. I got my own life over here. And my life is amazing. Money is good. It's easy to earn money. My relationships are thriving. I'm living an abundant life. I love myself. I, that's your truth. Not what they're telling you on the news. Not what your negative friend is trying to share with you all the time. Not what your negative voice is trying to get you to believe in again. That it's hard. It's a struggle. You got to get out of that. So, you know, we have this whole thing about the relationships and dating. Oh, well, you know, I, I it's based on what people believe. They believe men to be a certain way. They believe women to be a certain way. And there are aspects to that conversation where you will find that to be very true. But it really is up to your own belief system. If you believe that you are not able to find the person that would be best for you, you will not find them. You will not attract them. And we have to understand that society has conditioned people to see things in a certain way and it doesn't serve people. It's not serving people. And we have to recognize that, that part of our belief system has been influenced by Hollywood. Part of our belief system has been influenced by the news, by media, right? By music. We have to understand that, right? And we cannot allow those negative beliefs and these false perceptions to control our life. But that's what's happening with people. So people believe, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll do it all on my own. I, I don't need another person. Um, that's what they believe. So that's what they experience. They won't find another person. They say, well, dating is hard. So it becomes hard. Nobody, there, there are, there, there's no good men out there. So there's no good men out there. That's what happens. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. And the great part about it is I have quite a few people that I know are amazing men because I'm an amazing guy. So it makes sense that my friends would be amazing guys as well. So it's all a belief. It's all a belief. That's all what it comes down to. It comes down to. Let's see here. Question. Uh, find where it comes from. Respond to them that it's not true with evidence. Okay, thank you. Uh, notice yourself reacting to determine your beliefs. Exactly. Think truth regardless of the limiting beliefs. Exactly. Uh, in my experience, I talked to them less because I didn't relate to them anymore. Exactly. That's the other thing about people because I think one of the fears that people have is like, well, if I cut these people out, out of my life, then I won't have anybody. I'll be lonely. Ignorance 
ignorance. You're not lonely. You have to understand who you are. Who are you? You're a spiritual being. You're a physical manifestation of God. God is flowing through into you. You're not alone. <laughs> We're all connected in some way. So when people say, well, you know, I just feel like I'm going to be alone. Again, fear, scarcity, and lack. That's a negative thought. It's not true. And if you had the friends you wanted, you would never say something like that. That's why you shouldn't say things like that. Don't say, oh, I'm, I, I'm not going to have any friends or it's lonely. It's hard to make friends. Um, you know, there's not a lot of people. Don't say things like that. Speak as if you are the person you want to be, having the experience that you want to experience. Now, people say, well, Devorah, you know, that's kind of delusional. That's that's wishful thinking. No, delusion is when you tell yourself that you can't do something. That's a delusion. A delusion is when you say, I believe it's hard to earn money. It's hard to earn money. You believe that it's hard to have healthy relationships. You believe it's hard to change. That's delusion in my opinion. But that's how much I've changed my belief system because I used to think the same way. I don't think that way anymore. Polar opposite. I think it's easy to change. I believe it's easy to change. Change for the better. I believe it's easy to attract positive people into your life. It's easy to earn money. It's easy to have healthy relationships. It's easy to have self-control. I believe that. So that's what happens in my life. And when you start to believe that, you won't have to tell people to get out of your life. They'll remove themselves automatically. They'll just stop calling you. Something will happen in their life that will take their focus of you off of you and onto something else. You See, the great part about the power of the mind is there's not much physical action we have to do. A lot of it will just happen because of the reaction from the universe because of our vibration. So when you, th this is what happens when you outgrow people or a situation. The circumstances will alter in a way that will just cause you to naturally walk away or they will naturally walk away. That's the way that it works. So it doesn't have to be a, a, a drama, a fight. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be a conflict either. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so I see now I understand what you're what you're trying to ask. What what are you what are you you're trying to get an understanding the law of assumption and, and the law of attraction? Well, look at it this way. The primary law is the law of vibration. Everything in this universe is moving. It looks like it's not, but it is. And if you get the correct microscope, you'll be able to see it. Now, there is another area of this conversation called quantum physics, where you can actually dive deep on that. Okay. Now, if you are in any level of science where you had to use microscopes, you'd understand exactly what I'm saying, because that's what they see when they're looking through the microscope. They're actually looking at the, the particles that we can't see with our eyes. We need a microscope. You see, our eyes can only communicate 3d. We need cameras. We need microscopes to be able to see things that we can't see with our eyes. Well, that's what the law of vibration is saying. Everything is moving, even though it doesn't look that way. For example, we know on this planet right now, it's rotating, it's moving, but does it look like it's moving? No, but we know it's moving, right? We don't, we, we don't, we, we may not know all the ins and outs, but we know for a fact, this planet is not only rotating, but it's also what orbiting the solar system around the sun. 
We know that's happening. But do we really see it happening? No, we don't. But we understand it. Well, you got to use your understanding that everything in this universe is moving. And the speed that it moves at is called the frequency that it's on. And whatever frequency that it's on, it can only attract to it based on that frequency. So, for example, um, if you're feeling bad, that means you're on a low frequency. So you can only attract to you more bad things. That's the way that it happens. More bad things. It doesn't have to be that way, right? You can change your frequency by changing what you're focusing on, right? But again, why do people continue to attract uh, bad money or uh, uh, where they're not earning the money that they don't want, right? Or they're not earning the money that they want. Why do, why do people keep struggling with their money situation? They're on the wrong frequency. They're not, they're not on the frequency of where money comes easily to them because one, they don't believe it. Number two, they don't feel that way. And number three, that's not the way they think. See, it's how you think, it's how you feel, and it's how you behave that dictates the frequency that you're on. This is why we were saying determined imagination, thinking from the end, is the beginning of all miracles. You have to think from the end and hold it so you can finally become emotionally involved in it and start feeling like you're already there. And as a result, your behavior will start to change. That sets up what? The action and then the reaction from the universe. So when we say the law of assumption, what we're saying is to think from the end. When you do that, you alter the frequency that you're on. That activates the law of attraction. So the primary law is the law of vibration. The secondary law would be the law of attraction. Now the law of assumption is just another word for the law of attraction, if you really think about it, or another word for the law of vibration. If you assume things to already be true in your mind, and you assume that state, not only in your conscious mind, but in your subconscious mind and your behavior, what are you doing? You're activating the law of attraction. You're putting yourself on that frequency. That's exactly what's happening. So there's nothing to be confused about. Just accept that this is easy. The only thing you need to know the only thing you truly need to understand is whatever it is that you're looking to manifest, whatever it is that you're looking to achieve, you got to start with the end in mind. You got to operate from the end. You have to think from the end. You got to practice the emotions like you're already there and you need to behave like you're already there. So as you go, as you wake up in the morning, you have your job, you have your business, you know, there are things you have to do. You take action on them. But the difference is this, the energy behind that action it's different because you're operating with faith that it's already done. So you're not rushing. You're not desperate. You're not second guessing yourself. You're getting things done. You're knocking them out. You're in, you're in the spirit of it. You're happy. You're grateful. It's already done. You've assumed it, that it's already happened. So that's what it means to truly uh, put yourself on the right frequency. And um, you do that by, in some shape or form, people call it the law of assumption. Okay, and listen, you can read Power of Assumption, which is in chapter three, um, where he goes into what I just stated. He says that you must, con you must be conscious of being healthy if you are to know what health is. You must be conscious of being secure if you are know what security is. Therefore, 
to incarnate a new and greater value of yourself, you must assume that you already are what you want to be and then live by faith in this assumption, which is not yet incarnated in the body of your life in confidence that this new value or state of consciousness will become incarnated through your absolute fidelity to the assumption that you are that which you desire to be. That is what wholeness really means. That's what integrity means. It means the submission of the whole self to the feeling of the wish fulfilled that your new state of consciousness is the renewing of your mind which transforms. Now, I often talk about what prevents somebody from doing that, which is in a chapter called Failure in the same book on page 101, chapter 24. He says, the answer of this is the most important factor in the successful use of the law of assumption. So let me back up here. Let's, let's actually dive into This is really good. Okay. So chapter 24 in the power of awareness. This book would not be complete without some discussion of failure and how it happens when people attempt to use the law of assumption. It is entirely possible that you either have had or will have a number of failures in this respect many of them in really important matters. If having read this book and having a thorough knowledge of the application and working of the law of assumption, you faithfully applied in an effort to attain some intense desire and fail, what is the reason? If to the question, did you persist enough? You can simply answer yes, and still the attainment of your desire was not realized. What is the reason for the failure exactly? Well, the answer to this is the most important factor in the successful use of the law of assumption. The time that it takes your assumption to become a fact, your desire to be fulfilled, is directly proportionate to the naturalness of your feeling of already being what you want to be, of already having what you desire. This is why you have to think from the end. You have to live from the end. So that's why he goes on to say on page 102, the fact that it does not feel natural to you to be what you imagine yourself to be is the secret of your failure. Regardless of your desire, regardless of how faithfully and intelligent you follow the law of assumption, if you do not feel natural about what you want to be, you will not be it. If it does not feel natural to you to get a better job, you will not get a better job. How can this feeling of naturalness be achieved? The secret lies in one word, imagination. This means the essential feeling of naturalness can only be achieved by persistently feeling your consciousness with imagination, imagining yourself being what you want to be or having what you desire. What you truly and literally must feel is that with your imagination, all things are possible. You must realize that changes are not caused by the outer world. They're caused by a change of consciousness. You may fail to achieve or sustain this state of consciousness necessary to produce the effect you desire. But once you know that consciousness is the only reality and is the sole creator of your particular world and have burnt this truth into your whole being, then you will know that success and failure is entirely in your own hands. Whether or not you are disciplined enough to sustain the required state of consciousness in specific instances has no bearing on the truth of the law itself that an assumption, if persisted in, will harden into fact. It's just like the law of gravity. It doesn't matter if you understand it. It doesn't matter if you don't believe in it. It's going to happen, right? So, listen. You got to think from the end. How do you do that? You use one of your mental faculties called 
the imagination. You visualize yourself already being what you want to be, experiencing what you want to experience, and you repeat that image over and over and over. You persist. Now, it's not going to mean anything if you don't feel the emotion of it. That's the key there. You got to feel the emotion of what you're persisting in. So when you persist in it and you start feeling the emotion, you start smiling, you start feeling that calmness, you start having that belief in that faith. Now you're on that frequency. Now you're, now you're activating the law of attraction to bring it to you. That's what happens. So when people say, well, Devorah, you know, I tried to do this. I tried to do that. Didn't work. I already know what happened. They were not focused. They did not concentrate. They did not persist in thinking from the end. They did not believe in it. They didn't get into the feeling of it. They did not become it. That's the problem. All right. Let's see here. Where did I leave off at? Lost my place. Uh, here we go. All right. Sometimes I worry a lot about the how and in which way it'll happen and get attached to how I want it to be. And then I'm afraid that I'm preventing myself from having it in a better, unexpected way. So the first step of getting. OK, no, hold on. So this is where I always tell people you got to focus on what you want and why. Instead of how and when. You see, the when is answered. As soon as you have it in your mind, it's done already. It's done. It's here already. You're just bringing it to yourself. So you don't have to worry about when it's going to happen. You also don't have to worry about how it's going to happen because the universe or God knows best. Right? What did Andrew Carnegie tell Napoleon Hill? What, what did he tell him? An idea that is held in the mind, that is emphasized, that is either feared or revered, will begin to clothe itself in the most appropriate and convenient way possible. That's what he told him. So you don't have to worry about how. In fact, it's a great thing we don't have to worry about how because we couldn't handle that. So we got to focus on what we want as if we already have it. And for some of you guys, you should just start repeating to yourself, it's easy for me to focus on what I want as if I already have it. It's easy for me to see what I want as if I, as if I already have it. It's easy for me to live in the wish fulfilled. It's easy for me to get into the feeling of what I want like I already have it. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. You just start repeating your, that to yourself. That's exactly what's going to happen. Right? Now, it's not my opinion. So we'll go to Napoleon Hill, who's an expert on this topic in Think and Grow Rich. Uh, and this would be in the uh, faith chapter, by the way, uh, where he talks about this. He says on page 84, it is a well-known fact that one comes finally to believe whatever one repeats to oneself, whether the statement be true or false. If you repeat a lie over and over and over again, you will eventually accept that lie as the truth. You are who you are because of the dominating thoughts which you permit to occupy your mind. That's what happens. That's exactly what happens. So that's why I always tell you guys, 
What is the most powerful question you could be asking yourself? The most powerful question you can ask yourself is what am I focusing on? Are you focusing on the things that you want or are you focusing on the things you don't want? Let's see here. So the first step of getting rid of an old habit is by changing my belief. No, the first step in getting rid of an old habit is first identifying exactly what that old habit is. And then step number two is to identify what the polar opposite to that habit is and then start doing it. It's really that simple. Now, if you want me to help you further, put an example of the bad habit you're looking to replace. Being broke is a mentality. Exactly. Tiny habits. You're doing sessions online. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, is the greatest secret different from the original book? The secret? Yes, it is. It's from the same author, but uh, it expands on a lot of, or it answers a lot of questions that people have had over the years since releasing the original book. Thank you so much for this. I was just stressed about money and then I happened to scroll and see you. Uh, amazing. I feel so much better understanding my mindset is the issue. Exactly. Uh, studying the books is the best advice I've heard in a long time. Thank you. You're welcome. The best investment is in yourself. Exactly. I'm so happy I can learn from social media. Me too. Whatever you believe to be true is what you will experience. That part. The only real relationship we have is with ourself. Yeah. I literally delete my IG account. You made me realize how bad it is to my beliefs. Yeah, you know, here's another thing, guys. I've been talking to a lot of people, and I've been hearing this more often, which is, you know, I don't know if it's anecdotal, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't know if it's just me, but... A lot of people say, yeah, I've been deleting my TikTok. I've been deleting my IG. Um, and, and I think that, uh, that's, um, that's, that, that, that's good. Um, I also would say this as well. Um, there, is a, there is a reality where you can be on social media and enjoy it. But it takes understanding the algorithm, meaning what you see is because of what you have clicked on, what you have liked, commented on, or watched. So what would that mean? That means if you're a person who's like, okay, I'm tired of seeing this on my feed. Well, what you can do is go to the search icon and search up something entirely different that you haven't been watching. So for example, if you just start searching popcorn and you watch a bunch of videos on popcorn, you just keep watching them, go off for like 30 minutes, keep swiping, like some of the videos, just like them, you know, like, like 10 videos of them. The algorithm will start showing you popcorn videos. So that is something that you can do uh, if you still want to be on social media. And I have uh, tested this. It works. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Excuse me. It's not my job. It's God's job. Exactly. Uh, to think the way you want to think is to think truth regardless of appearances. Exactly. There is no good men for them. They made it true for them. Exactly. Exactly. Listen, in America, there's almost 400 million people. You can't possibly believe that there's not somebody out there that's perfect for you. There is. You're just not on the frequency of them. That's it. 
right? That belief contradicts attracting somebody like that in your life. You wouldn't attract somebody like that because you don't believe it. And I think that's a tough pill to swallow. Why? Because we all go through life experiences. People who genuinely believe that is because number one, either they grew up around people saying that, or two, they've had a bad relationship that didn't work out well. But instead of looking at the relationship and saying, well, how did I cause this to happen? How did I attract that person to my life? They don't look at it that way. They just say, well, if that man was bad, then all men are bad. Or if that woman was bad, all women are bad. Right? So we make a blanket statement and we generalize everything. And that's the mistake we make. So just act like the person I want to become. That's really the bottom line. We become what we think about. We become who we start to act like, right? So if we start acting like the person we want to be, we'll, we'll soon become it. That's the way that it is. Now, in The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale, um, what did he tell us to do here? What did he tell us to do? He told us to think. He told us to feel. He told us to talk and conduct ourselves as the person we are looking to become. That's what he told us to do. Before you can achieve the kind of life you want, you must think, act, talk, and conduct yourself in all of your affairs as would the person you wish to become. Before you can begin to what? Attract the person you want to attract. You must think, act, talk, and conduct yourself in all of your affairs as would the person you wish to attract. You see, if you're trying to attract someone who's healthy and respects you, you got to be that way yourself. You got to respect yourself. You got to emit that vibration, that energy. Before you can begin to achieve the kind of life you want, you must think, act, talk, and conduct yourself in all of your affairs as a person you wish to become. Again, in short, you're living from the end. That's what you're doing. You're saying things I've been thinking about a lot recently. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's easy, but controlling your mind isn't. Hey, well, that's what you believe. That's what you believe. I don't believe it's hard to control myself. I don't believe it's hard to control my mind. I don't believe I have to necessarily control my negative thinking. I believe I just need to control myself and not respond to it. And I win. That's what I believe. It's whatever you believe. That's it. Everything is energy. Can't thank you enough. It feels great knowing that I'm the only one who creates my reality. Exactly. See your end results. So no need to worry about it, how society views it. Exactly. Assume that you already have that which you desire. Bingo. To those who have everything, more will be given. From those who have nothing, everything will be taken. Exactly. And guess where that comes from? This is also written in, uh, it's on my shelf, I think. Uh, this is in the book called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. 
she talks about in that book the way gratitude works. See, the more grateful you are for something, the more you will, you will receive it. When you don't have any gratitude and you start complaining, uh, more, more will be taken away from you. So this is another reason why beliefs are so powerful, because if you believe that things are great in your life, you will be grateful, right? Like that's the way that it works. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I was reading from Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That's what I was reading. Uh, social media addiction. Exactly. I recently started reading thinking go rich anecdotal. Thank you very much. Uh, can I get the name of the book? I'm understand. My mindset is my issue. I booked a call with you. Oh, awesome. Yeah. The book is called thinking grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, it's about what you're consuming and click on not interested in content. You don't want in your algorithm. Exactly. That works too. And sometimes they'll even ask you, I don't know if you guys noticed this, if you're on TikTok, right after you see the, the ad or the video, it'll say, hey, did you enjoy this? And you get to choose. You, you can say, no, I did not enjoy that. Same thing on Facebook. You can easily tell Facebook, hey, why am I seeing this ad? And then it'll ask you like, okay, do you want to see these ads like this again? And you can say no. Yeah, majority of my feed on TikTok is a bunch of manifestation, success, and mindset. I feel like we're hanging out right now. We are. Absolutely. Thank you for doing these lives. You're welcome. Uh, what are the titles of the books you were reading from earlier? Yeah, let's go through them. Number one is Thinking Go Rich. Now. Listen, there are multiple versions of these books. So if you want the one that I read from, you got to go to the YouTube channel. And in my description, you'll find the link. Think and Go Rich. Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay. Uh, the Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. That's what this looks like. All right. Um, and The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Those are the books that I was referencing today. All right, let's see here. Showing up for people. I really hope everything, everyone finds you. You'll heal this generation. I appreciate that. Uh, mine has been a lot of manifestation workouts and really learning how to reprogram the mind. I love that. Good for you, uh, Cindy. Good for you. And just keep consuming it. And things will start to click. Things will start to click. All right. We're going to wrap up here um, and review what we have talked about today. How beliefs control your ability to succeed in life. Well, it's because beliefs are located in the subconscious mind. That's what controls your behavior. That's what controls what you attract, how you feel. We also went into some of the mistakes the language that you use, okay, the language you use is very important. You want to start telling, you want to start saying things are easy for you. You're figuring things out. You're learning more. You're getting better. Say things that are empowering. Talk how you want to talk. Think the way you want to think. 
Don't worry about the current appearances. The, the current circumstances, the current uh, appearances are a direct result of what you were already thinking about in the past. So you have to accept it for what it is. It is what it is. You can't change it today. It is what it is. But what you can do is change in your mind the root cause of it. And then in time, it will catch up and then manifest in your life. Um, don't try to change a bunch of uh, beliefs at one time. Just focus on one. Now, we also went into exactly how do you go about doing that? Well, number one, you have to start becoming aware of what your limiting beliefs are by paying attention to your reactions. When you react and you don't think, that's a limiting belief. And two, to start questioning these limiting beliefs. Where did you get them from? How is that even true? What facts am I basing that on? You know, and then start taking control. Start telling yourself what the truth is. Now, to take it a step further, you got to practice the art of thinking from the end. You use your imagination to see yourself experiencing what it is that you want to experience and hold that in your mind every single day. And then you have to get emotion involved in it. You got to get into the feeling of that. And that not only will alter your behavior, but also will help you attract exactly what you want. Uh, the last book title was The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. So, listen, if you're a person who's looking for help in this, uh, you don't want to do it by yourself anymore, uh, you know you're not doing exactly what you know you should be doing, the best thing to do is reach out and schedule a call with me. We'll have a conversation, and we'll see if I can help you. I wouldn't know unless I spoke with you, right? Uh, so that's an option that's available to you. Secondly, if you're a person who's looking to discover your purpose in life, uh, we have the free Purpose Finder cheat sheet in my bio as well that you can download. I often believe, or I often tell people, that when you start living your purpose in life, you automatically put yourself on a higher frequency of what you want. Because it's the energy behind living your purpose in life that's different. The energy of love. You love what you do. You start doing the things you love to do. So uh, that's why we have that there. And lastly, this episode was recorded today. So yes, you can go back and you can replay it on the YouTube channel. Uh, and you can get there if you're on Facebook or TikTok by going to the link in my bio. All right, guys. Thank you so much for showing up today on this Friday. I'm really looking good or looking forward to catching up with you guys on Monday. Uh, love you guys. Take care. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.